Father, I just come before you this morning, and I would ask that you would just speak a word in the lives of each and every one, that, Father, this is a new year, and, Father, you said you give us the keys to the kingdom. And, Father, I ask we would take these keys, Lord, and we'd open up the doors that you would have for us to walk through that will lead us, Father, to the plans and the purpose and the destinies you have for our life, that, Lord, we don't stay locked out of things that you've given us, Father. Lord, I pray for vision this morning. I pray, Lord, that we just hear your voice. I bind every hindrance spirit, and I just ask for the Holy Spirit to have his way in the house today. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. So we're in 2020. It's a new year, a year of vision, praise God. And, and last week, church, I talked about having a clear vision of God, that you, way you can get a, a, a purpose, you can get a vision of his purpose and his plan for your lives, praise the Lord. And so today I want to talk to you guys about keys and doors, keys and doors, because as you begin to follow after God's plan and purpose for your life, church, there's going to be some doors in your life. There's going to be some closed doors. There's going to be some open doors. There's going to be some doors that's going to take a key or a combination of keys to open those doors. Praise God. Every day you're going to face doors in your life. You're either going to walk through them or you're going to be stuck behind them. Praise God. And as you begin to look at life and reflect on life, you're going to see, church, that success in life, success in your Christian walk is going to come down to doors and keys. You're going to continually, church, be dealing with doors in your life, trying to get through the right doors, church, the doors of opportunity, the doors to relationships, the, the doors of change in your life. And even some of the tor uh, tough doors you'll face in your life, uh, church, will be like doors to spiritual growth, doors to breakthrough, doors to new levels in your faith. There's going to be doors, church, and every door is an entryway, church, into God's purpose and plans for your life. It's just open. It just boils down to, to the doors. What doors are you going to walk through? What doors are you going to open up and go through, praise God? And see, too many people seem to struggle with access to opening up God's doors that he has for their life. People are stuck on the wrong side of the doors. They're locked out of what God has for them, church, because they don't know how to gain access to what he's given them, praise God. And so here in Matthew, Jesus talks to his disciples about keys, and he kind of gives us a little insight on how to get those keys, Excuse me. Matthew 16 and 13, it says this. It says, when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? And they replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and some still say others say Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked? Who do you say I am? And Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades, or you could say hell, will not overcome it. And he says, And I give to you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, praise God. And see, church, Jesus wasn't saying, I'm going to build my church upon Peter, but what he was saying is that church, his church is going to be built upon that revelation, that true confession, that Jesus is the Christ, praise God. He's the Messiah. He's the Son of the living God, praise the Lord. And see, church, everyone that, that has to come to that same revelation that Jesus Christ and that, that same confession, he is Christ. He is the son of God, praise the Lord. Philippians 2, uh, 10 says, in that name, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. Even the word says, there's no other name under heaven which man can be saved but Jesus Christ, church. 
And I told you last week, have a clear vision. Get a clear vision of who Jesus Christ is. And here, Church Peter, at this moment, he gets a moment of clarity. He gets a moment of revelation of who Jesus really is. And if you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior this morning, Church, you're going to have to have that same revelation, that same confession that Peter did, that you are Christ, the Son of the living God, praise God. And see, at that revelation, Church at that moment, when you, when you believe that and, and that you entertain that, it comes into your heart, you embrace that. Jesus makes us a promise. And did you catch it? Did you see it there in verse 19? He says, I will give you the keys to the kingdom, praise God. I will give you the keys. That means, church, it's pertaining to some doors that these keys are going to open. And see, when you come to that revelation, that confession, Jesus, I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom. Keys of the kingdom. Keys, church, that will give you complete and total access to the kingdom of God. To open any and every door. Jesus, I'm going to give you the keys, church. That way there'll be no no more barriers between you and God's plans and purposes for your life. He's given you the keys, church. He's given you the keys. But sometimes, church, it seems like we still face doors that we're locked out of. So was that promise a lie? Does it only pertain to certain people, church? No, because God's not man that he should lie, praise the Lord. But what it comes down to, church, is understanding the type of door you're facing and the type of key that you're going to need to unlock it if you got the right key or not, praise God. See, church, I have a lockbox in my office that's full of keys. It's all kinds of keys. They're my keys, and they open some things that are locked. But see, it doesn't matter how many keys I have, church. If I don't use the right key, the door's not going to be open to me. I can, I can have all kinds of keys. It doesn't matter what or how many types of keys I have. It comes down to using the right key to unlock the right doors, praise God. And so there's three kinds of doors church you'll face that I want to talk to you about this morning real quick. And the first type of door you'll face, church, number one, is the locked door. The locked door. And this is a door that you come up against that, that only God can open. Only God can open. There's no, there's no keys involved, praise the Lord. And see, you can kick, you can scream, you can push against it, you can try to run and put your arm against it, and you and there ain't nothing you can do or anybody anybody else can do to open that door. Praise God! It's going to stay locked. And sometimes you might think it's God trying to keep you out of something, keep you from a, a blessing or something that you really want. But really, when you look at her, you, you look in res- retrospect, church, you realize that it was God trying to protect you from something, to keep you out of something that would try to take you away from his plans and his purpose for your lives, praise God. Is there anybody here this morning that's thankful for some locked doors in your life, praise God? You're thankful for some unanswered prayers, praise God. That if you would have maybe unlocked those doors, it would have took you away from God's purpose and took you away from his plans for your life. Praise the Lord. Thankful for some locked doors. See, I tried some opening some of those doors on my own, church. There were some doors of some relationships that I tried opening, church, and they were more about my flesh than they were about God's will and purpose being done in my life. Can anyone say amen to that? Praise the Lord. And see, if I would have opened those doors, those doors would have destroyed me. They would have took me down a different path than God had for my life, a different purpose than he had for my life. Church, because I've always prayed, Lord, have your will be done in my life, even when I wasn't even trying to serve the Lord, praise God. How was I know that one day the Lord was going to call me to pastor a church, and this church would need a, a worship leader, praise God. And behind that door and behind that right key was a right relationship and a right marriage to a young lady that had a heart for God that was a singer and was a musician, praise God. Praise the Lord. She could sing and play the guitar. 
She can't cook, but she can play the guitar, praise the Lord. She can, she can play that guitar, but the, the cooking's a whole different story. I, you know what? But God knows what he's doing. He put me with a helpmate church that, that was going to help me to learn the spiritual discipline of starvation, praise God. I was going to learn to fast whether I liked it or not, praise God. But he, he knows what he's doing. He's got the right doors for you to go through, and he keeps the wrong doors shut, church, if you won't try to pry them open, praise God. God has the right keys for your life. So try, stop trying to force open doors that he doesn't want you to open, church. God says in Jeremiah, I know the plans for you, that I have for you. And so, church, that's why some doors stay shut, because he knows if you open those doors, they'll lead you to a path that'll take you away from his plans and purposes for your life. God has given you the keys of the kingdom, the right keys for the right doors, church. Keys that will open up, church, his plans, open up his purpose, open up his, the right relationships for your life, take you in the right direction that he has for your life, praise God. So don't be looking at your husband or wife this morning saying, I should have kept that door shut, praise God. It's like, should have, should have kept it shut and held out for door number two or something like that, praise God. God can take and even fix the broken marriages, the relationships, church, and put them back together. Because, because one thing about God, he's a master potter. He can take the pieces of your life and he can put it back together again, praise God. It's important, church. It's important to discern what type of door that you're facing if it's a locked door. If it's a door that God is saying, no, stay away, stay out, and don't try to open it up, church. Don't waste your time or your energy on trying to open up something God is determined to keep you out of, praise God. See, because God will let you open some doors that he wants to be shut in your life. He'll let you open them because you have self-will. If you keep prying at it and prying at it, he'll let you open it just to teach you a lesson. It might take you the long way around to get back to the plan that he had for you, that he had a different route, but he'll let you go that route, the, the route of hard knocks, praise God, if you want to continue to go that route. Or you can discern what type of door it is and keep it shut and realize God's got something different for you, praise the Lord. The second type of door church you'll face, number two, is the time locked door. The time locked door church are those doors that are only open for a certain amount of time, a season in your life. Examples found in the Gospel of John, there was a man that was crippled for 38 years and he was laying outside the pool of Bethesda. And every so often an angel would come down and he would trouble the water or steer the water. And uh, this is what it says in John 5 and 4. It says, for an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and he stirred up the water. And then whoever stepped into the water first, after the stirring of the water, was made well from whatever disease he had. See, church's door had a time on it, a timer on it. It was only open for a short season. And whoever got in uh, uh, that door, church, when that, when that uh, stirring of that water took place, would receive their healing. It was, a, it was a time. It was a door of timed healing. In other words, you only had so much time. You couldn't think about it. You couldn't procrastinate. You couldn't waste your time. Maybe I'll jump in. It had a season to it. And if you didn't jump in right when the water was stirred, the doors closed and you missed out. Someone else got it, praise God. You had, to, you had to take advantage of it. You had to seize the moment, church, the opportunity when it was there. If not, it was closed. And I wonder how many people here today, church, God has set before you an open door, but you didn't realize it had a season, it had a time to it. And because of fear, because of doubt, or maybe you got too busy, or you just wasn't concerned enough, that door was open and then it shut and you missed out on what God was wanting to do in your life. See, church, I know I have. I've been there. I missed out on a season with my father a couple of years before he passed away. I knew he was going to, the Lord kind of showed me that he was going to be taking him. And I had the opportunity to step forward and start ministering more and more for him. 
He'd come to me, ask me, son, you want to minister? No, let, let Brother White do it, or Shannon, or, you know, Brother Matt. I wanted to just kind of fade out into the background, kind of hide out. But there was a season that my father could have been pouring directly into me as I ministered. Son, I, you could have done it this way. I maybe would have said it this way. I could have, you know, maybe you could have spoke to them that way. I missed out on a season, church, an opportunity that God gave me that my father could have poured into my life directly into ministry when it comes to the pulpit. And because of fear, I let it keep me from stepping through that door and the door shut. And I'll never get it back. And some of you got some people in your life. Thank God I got Brother White. Bless you, Brother White. I love you. He, he helps me, ministers to me, encourages me. Take advantage of the opportunity when God puts people in your life to mentor you, to speak into your life. Don't take it for granted, praise God. Some people are only in your life for a short season. God opens up doors. Church, you need to recognize the doors, and you need to take full advantage of those opportunities. Amen. Don't let the door close, praise God. You have to recognize, church, there's some doors that have a time expiration date on them, and they're only around for so long. They're only open for a short amount of time, and so take full advantage of them, praise God. The time locked doors, church, they're about seasons. And if you fail to use wisdom to see, church, or discern that season, you can miss out. You can miss out on what God's trying to do. Noah, the door of the ark was only open for a short season, a short time. And people laughed and mocked. A flood? Rain? What are you talking about? You're crazy, church, because they couldn't discern what God was getting ready to do. See, your doubt can keep you or cause you to miss out on, a, on, a, on what God is trying to do for you, a, a season in your life. you got to be able to discern it. That's why it's so important to have spiritual vision in your life that you can discern the type of door that, that you're up against or you're walking up against or you're trying to walk through or open, praise God. See, the door of the ark was only open for a season. And then the Bible says in Genesis 7, 16, it says, the Lord shut the door. And when the Lord shuts the door, church, there's no getting it back open, praise God. It's shut. And some of you might be facing some closed doors this morning, church, because you failed to walk through when the door was open at the right time. One quote says that church opportunities are only good uh, during the lifetime of the opportunity. See, David walked through the doorway, church, of victory over Goliath. He didn't have to wait to grow up to be a mighty warrior. There was a time, a short amount of time, church, and, and he saw it. See, the Israelite army was, was gathered together to fight against the Philistines. And, and here this, this giant man, this giant warrior was out mocking God and mocking the Israelite army. And here comes little David, and he sees this giant mocking, the, mocking God. He's looking to see if anyone's going to go out and stand out for God's honor. And when no one does at church, he seizes the opportunity. He seizes the moment, and he goes out and he slays that giant. And that door of opportunity, church, it gave David favor with the king Saul. Gave him favor. And that set in motion, church, things that would lead to David becoming the next king of Israel. See, there's doors that God puts in your life, church, and you need to walk through them. They're open for a certain amount of time. But as you walk through those doors, as you can see them, church, and you walk through them, it will open the next door and the next door. It will set things in motion for your Christian walk that you can begin to line up with God's plans and purposes for your life. Walk through every God-opened door that you can walk through because it will lead to God's favor. It will lead to God's plans. It will in the direction that God wants to take your life. But you got to realize it's an open door, church, and step through it, praise God. Yes, step through it. Be ready for it, church. And some people have missed out on seasons. And then they try to push their way back in at the wrong time, and they mess everything up. Like the, the marriage vow that's been broken. 
If you're unwilling to, to let there be a season or a time of healing, church, and you try to force your way back in prematurely before, before that door is open, what you'll do is you'll mess up the healing process of what God's trying to do in that relationship or in that marriage. And some of you are faced with closed doors, church, because you weren't ready, you weren't sensitive, you were too busy, you were too distracted by things going on. You waited too long and you missed out. Amen. See, church, timing is vital in your Christian walk. And you need to pray that God will give you a discerning spirit that you can discern the doors that, that he opens up in your life that's only open for a short amount of time. That way you can walk through it and you don't waste the opportunity, church. The third type of door this morning, church, that you'll face is a key combo door. And this is the most common type of door you'll face. These are doors that require a key or a combination of keys to unlock. And it's one if you fail to recognize, church, you'll be locked out of what God has for you on the other side. Remember the conversation that Jesus had with his disciples. He said, I've given you the keys to the kingdom. Jesus letting his boys know that, hey, there's some, there's some doors out there that's got some uh, locks on it, but I'm going to give you the keys to open them. Now, they might not take one key. It might take a combination of keys, but I'm giving you the keys to the kingdom. See, Jesus was letting them know that you, there's some doors that you're going to have to open, praise God. He says, but I'm and not singular. I'm not giving you a key like as a master key. He says, I'm giving you the keys to the kingdom. And see, church, I think that's part of the problem with a lot of Christians. We want a master key that fits everything in our life, every situation in our life. And it doesn't work that way, church. It doesn't work that way. Usually we think prayer or, or faith is the master key, and we'll use it, and, but if it doesn't open up the door, then we kind of want to question the key or the power of the key instead of checking the keys in our hands and seeing if we've got the right key or the right combination of keys, praise the Lord. Listen, there's certain doors, church, that will only open with certain keys. Houdini knew this. He was in a famous escape artist, church, and he would tell you, church, if you want to gain access to freedom, you've got to have the right keys, praise the Lord. You've got to get the right keys. Computer geeks will tell you this, that there's certain levels on a computer that if you don't get the right keys, it won't open up the next level. And it's the same thing in our spiritual life, church. There's keys that God has for you. And when you begin to use the right key or the combination of keys, things will begin to open up in your life. Your marriage will begin to open up. A new level of ministry will begin to open up. A new anointing, praise God. Some fresh oil will begin to flow. But you got to use the keys of the kingdom that God has given you. And let me tell you, I had a dream. Uh, I might have said this before. I don't know. I had a dream about a year, year and a half ago that I was in a pool on top of a building. And there was people sitting on the side of the pool, dangling their feet in the water. There were people sitting up on some stands. I was the only one in the pool. And in this pool, church, in the shallow end, I could see it was clear and lights were shining. And there was some keys about waist high on the bottom. And going a little further as the pool began to sl the, the slant down on that slant under the water was another set of keys. And then in the deep end, there was another set of keys. And I'm here on this little floaty, and for some reason, I want to say it was a pink floaty, but I'm going to say it was a manly floaty. It was, it was a black floaty. It had handle grips. It was a manly floaty. But I'm on this floaty. And so I wake up, and this, this dream began to just kind of steer in my spirit. I know the Lord was trying to tell me something. And so what I believe, church, the Lord was telling me is, church, God's got keys to the kingdom. 
But there's a lot of us, church, we're in a comfort zone. We're sitting on a seat that's a spiritual floaty, or we're sitting on the sides of the pool with our feet just dangling in, or we're out of the pool. We're not even in the water. And God's saying, I got some keys for the kingdom, but you're going to have to dive into the deep, praise God, and you're going to have to swim to the bottom. You're going to have to grab the keys that will unlock the purpose, the plan, the destiny I have for your life. Stop living in a comfortable spot, but dive in the water. Hold your nose God. Stop living in a place of comfort, just floating around in the water when God's saying, I've given you the keys to unlock everything that you need. Full access to my kingdom, praise God. Full access. Pop that floaty and dive in the water, praise God. So let me give you some keys and some combination of keys, church, for your lives. That if you can catch this, doors will begin to open up. But if you continue to try to just open up a locked door or, or wait around for a, a master key, church, those doors are still going to stay locked in your life. So church, if you need the door to physical healing opened, here's the key. It's to call on the elders of the church and have them pray for you. James 5 and 14 says, if anyone among you is sick, let him call on the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with the oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. And the Lord will raise him up. And if they've sinned, they will be forgiven, praise the Lord. And then here James goes on one step further, church, verse 16. And here is the key combination. He says, if you want to be healed, then confess your sins to one another and then pray. So here's the combination, praise God. Confess your sins and then call the elders of the church to pray for you, praise God. There's a key combination. I wonder, is there a reason why so many people still stay sick, praise the Lord? It's because people don't like the keys. They don't like the combinations of what they have to do, praise God. Need forgiveness in your life from God, and it just can't seem to get through. It seems like your prayers go to the ceiling, come back and smack you in the head. Here's the key, church. Deal with the own ought and unforgiveness in your heart, praise God. You can't be forgiven if you won't forgive someone else, praise the Lord. Jesus says right here in Matthew 6 and 14, he says, for if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father also will forgive you. But if you do not forgive others of their sins, your Father will not forgive you. Church, you got to use the right keys, praise God. Need provision in your life? The key to that door, church, is to give, is to give. Luke 38 says this, give and it will be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. See, church, you can pray for, for money and you will still need money at the end of the day. Because prayer is not what, what changes it. Prayer is not what gives you financial breakthrough, church. But here's the key combination. Tithing and offering, praise God, is what will break, praise the Lord. It will give you the blessing. Some of you are hoping that we can come down here and anoint you with oil, lay our hands on you, and all of a sudden just pray down a, a blessing, a, a financial blessing over your life, church. And that's not the way it works. But if you want to receive the key to blessing, what I would have to do is call you down front, put an offering bucket in front of you, and not let you leave until you use the key, praise God. See, church, because harvest is linked to seed. Seed is your breakthrough. Seed, church, is what's going to give you breakthrough to your financial blessing, praise God. you got to plant the seed. That's the key to opening that door. 
The problem is, church, there's too many tightwad Christians, so tight they walk around, they squeak when they walk, praise God. You got to learn to give some to God, praise the Lord. God says in Malachi 3.10, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much a blessing that there will not be enough room to store it. God is saying, test me in this. Try me. See if it works. See, the keys to blessing church is to give, but the reason a lot of people still live in lack is because we don't like the keys that will open the door. You got to use the right keys, church. You got to use the right keys. Need a relationship healed? The key is to prefer the other person over yourself. The key is a soft answer turns away wrath. The key for the husband is to love your wife as Christ loved the church. The key for the wife is to respect and honor your husband, praise God. For parents, according to Ephesians 6, is not to provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them, but raise them up in the ways of the Lord. For the young person, the the key church is to honor your mother and your father so the days of your life will be lengthened upon the earth, praise God. And some of you might be trying to fix your relationships, church, but you're using the wrong key. You're trying to fix your marriage with romance when the key is how you talk to each other when you're not on a date, praise God. Some of you want the blessings of God upon your marriage and, and upon your relationship, church, but the key is not to be unequally yoked in a relationship. It's going to be unequal, church, if you're standing on different levels and ground, praise the Lord. It can't be healthy. You need friends, you don't have to ask God to open up the the doors of friendship. Use the right key. Show yourself friendly. Be trustworthy. Be caring, praise God. Need a promotion, church? The key is to remain faithful and little. The Bible says, if you're faithful in little things, I'll make you an overseer much, praise God. See, if you develop your gifts, church, your gifts will make room for you. You won't have to force doors open. You won't have to force them open. Some of you might want a promotion, but you're not faithful. You check in late and you leave early. See, there's no discipline. There's no commitment. There's no, no faithfulness, and that won't open up doors for your life, church. And if you want to be great, the key is humility, humility. And the key that most people want to use, church, is a key combination of power and position and, and a title and authority. But if you want the doors of greatness to open up in your life, church, start by taking a towel and bending a knee and serving someone else, praise God. Showing humility. The key is humility and meekness. Jesus took the, uh, the towel and he girded himself and he washed the feet of his disciples all the time knowing there was one that was going to betray him. And he still looked at him. He still loved him. And he still washed his feet. How many of you today, church, can wash the feet of someone that knows it's done you wrong, praise God. They've done your family wrong. Could you still look them in the eye? Could you still love them? Could you still wash their feet? Could you still be a servant, praise God? See, some people might not ever be great, church, because they don't like the keys it's going to take to open up that door. You got to use the right keys. You got to use the right keys, church. And then, church, there's some doors that are open in the negative, too. And I say that because some people open the doors, and if you don't like the doors you open, you, gotta, you, you can't blame the door. You've got to look at the keys that's in your hands. You've got to look at the keys that's in your hands. Some of the doors that's been opened, door, church, is the door to curses. It's because that's, that's the keys you have in your hands. You've opened those doors. Some of you have opened the door to death, church, because you've got the keys to negative words in your hands. And some of you have opened that door to, to, to dumb decisions because in your hands is the keys to unwilling to listen to, to a good counsel that God's put around your life. You've got to use the right keys, church. 
Some are using the wrong keys, and the wrong keys won't open up the right doors in your life. you got to use the right keys. If you're praying today, church, for doors to open and they're not open, then you need to look at the keys in your hands and see if you're using the right combination of keys. See, they bring this young devil-possessed boy to the disciples, and they couldn't cast it out. And so they take it to Jesus. Jesus is all like, you, you of little faith. And he cast out this demon. And later the disciples asked Jesus, why, why couldn't we cast this, this devil out? In Matthew 17, 21, Jesus says, however, this kind does not come out except by fasting and prayer. Fasting's one key. Prayer's another key, praise God. Together, fasting and prayer. See, church, you can't counsel a demon. You can't medicate a demon. You can't try to talk sense into a demon. That's not the keys. The keys is fasting and prayer, praise the Lord. See, it's all about keys, church. What keys are you using today in your lives? See, if you choose to use the right keys, church, doors will open. And there's doors that's meant to open to God's people. They're meant to open, and you can pray about it, you can speak it out, you can declare it, you can prophesy at church, but if you don't use the right keys, those doors are not going to open. They won't open. They'll still stay closed. That's why it's so important, church, to be led of the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you and direct you, and he'll show you which keys go to which doors and, and how to open the door and which combination goes with what combination to open that door into your life that will lead to the plan and purposes that God's got for your life, that will lead to greater vision in your life, a greater breakthrough in your life, but you got to be led of the Holy Spirit, and you got to discern, church, the type of door you're facing. you got to discern what type of keys that it's going to take, praise God, and you got to open the door that God has for you. See, there's no master keys in your walk with God, church. And I can tell you without a doubt, if you uh, use the right keys, the doors will open up to you. Don't take my word take, for it. Take what Jesus said. Jesus, back in verse 19, again, he said, I've given you Amen. the keys to the kingdom. That way there'll be, in other words, church, I've given you keys to everything that I have, my whole kingdom. It won't be off limits to you. There should be no more barriers, church, between heaven and earth and God's purpose and plans for your life. He's given you the keys. You just got to take the keys now, church, and start opening the doors that God wants you to walk through, praise the Lord. Amen. The worship team wants to come on back up this morning. Maybe you're here this morning, church. And you've been sitting in your floaty too long. And there's been a door of opportunity in your life, and maybe it's shut and you missed that door. Maybe you're here today, church, and, and you've lost your keys. You haven't been able to discern what God's wanting to do in your life, and God's got keys for you this morning. He wants to open up his kingdom for you, that you can walk through, that you can walk into his purposes for your life, church. How many have been trying to open a door that, that's been, been shut? And maybe it's shut for a reason in your life because that's not the door God wants you to open. God's saying, I got the right door this morning. I got the right keys for the right door that will lead to what I have for you. And I want to call the uh, prayer team up this morning. And I want to encourage you this morning, church. If it feels like you've been struggling against some doors that haven't been opening, I want you to come up this morning, let's pray with you that God will give you spiritual vision to discern the doors that you're coming up against. Because God doesn't want you locked out of his kingdom, just the things that's not going to be for you that will lead you away from his plan and his purpose for your life. God desires great things for you, and he's given you his kingdom, and he's given you the keys 
So why sit in lack? Why sit in poverty? Why sit alone? Why sit in fear and insecurity when God has broken all that? He's taking keys to death, hell, and the grave, and he's giving you keys to life and life more abundantly, praise God. But all you got to do is be willing to step out and take a hold of the keys and start putting them in the doors, praise God. Open up that grace. Open up that mercy. Open up that joy unspeakable and full of glory. Open up the keys that will heal that marriage, church, that will bring restoration to that family. Learn to, to open God's doors and don't sit there and be beat by the enemy when God's got great things for your life. If that's you this morning, church, come on up and let us pray with you. We're your family, your brothers and sisters, and we want God's best for you this morning. Praise the Lord. And if you need healing in your body, you need a touch, let us pray with you too. I love you. God bless you this morning, church. God bless you.